Hi, this is Bill Prater, and welcome to Supercharging Business Success, where our mission is to provide you with timely, provocative, and actual resources that inspire, promote, and accelerate your quest for business excellence. Today, we're going to talk about how to find flow in your work using the tax, the task quotient. We'll do that in just seven minutes with Kevin Gazzara. And Kevin is an ICF certified coach and a positive intelligence, that's called PQ mental fitness coach. Kevin has taught management and leadership development in the corporate world with his 18 years at Intel and as a university professor at six universities over the last 26 years. Today, he's the senior partner of Magna Leadership Solutions which was founded in 2007, and he's the co-author of the acclaimed book, and you should get it, called <laughs> The Leader of Oz. Kevin, it's fantastic to have you here, sir. Bill, thanks so much for the opportunity. I'm really looking forward to sharing what I've got, my best tips for, for your audience in a very short period of time. Beautiful. So who is your ideal client, Kevin? So I would say at an organizational level, you know, our organization, Magna Leadership Solutions, we work with small to medium-sized companies, many on the technical side, since I come from an engineering background. And at an individual level, I work as an executive coach. Uh, you talked a little bit about that with my ICF coaching, as well as the positive intelligence, mental fitness coaching uh, certifications to really help technical experts who happen to be managers yet they need to deliver the hard messages and are reluctant to start. So I, I really help them kind of get unstuck. Yeah, well, you kind, of, you kind of touched on my second question, which is the problem. So I imagine there's some sort of a common problem these people share that you solve for them. What is that problem well, of being stuck? You know, well, the real problem that we're solving is we're stopping the high turnover and improving the low level of employee engagement. I mean, every organization is experiencing that today. And we do that through, you know, lots of different offerings that we have, but we have a six month online leading forward academy that helps transform organizations who are strictly have a, this kind of work focused output to really being more of a learning organization uh, where they're going to get better results. And at the same time, they're going to get a happier, more engaged workforce. Okay, beautiful. So I think you've very clearly engaged our listeners' left brains, but switching over to the right side of the brain, what sort of feelings, emotions, symptoms are going on in the business owners and senior leaders that are listening to you right now? Well, I think the I think the symptoms that they're kind of feeling is is they're feeling, I think, worry, anxiety. They are kind of, I think they many of them, the ones we work with, have really moved from the situation of being overloaded to overwhelmed. When, you're, when your brain's overwhelmed, it's very difficult for you to stay focused and do prioritization. So, so we're, we're, you know, people are being asked to do much more with much less resources. And this has kind of been a pattern that we've seen when the pandemic hit, it just got significantly worse. So, so you've got lots and lots of managers and leaders that have really good intention, but because they are doing it with less resources than they had before and the expectations haven't changed they're they're really in this kind of overwhelmed and how do i start mode 
Yeah, and I think, Kevin, question four, I think compounding what you just explained is this pressure our listeners probably have on them to solve their problems on their own. So when they try to solve it by themselves, what are the mistakes that you see, Kevin, over and over again? Well, I see three very common mistakes. First one is management has this tendency to just throw money at the workforce. I mean, it's usually a good short-term fix, but it really makes the problem worse in the long-term. So that's the first mistake we see. The second one we see is that management brings in kind of, it becomes reactive and they bring this flavor of the month training, you know, a one and done class. But we see the practices are not really demonstrated or kind of embraced by senior management. So this doesn't work. And then the, the third area that we see where the common mistake is, is the management is truly not listening to what the employees are telling them, right? That they really want to be more engaged with work. And yet management is using kind of a standard methodology to do that. So they believe they management knows best and they implement this restructuring rather than realigning tasks to fit the, the employees' needs so that they're fully engaged and happy with their job. And this is really kind of the next approach we'll talk about in the next couple okay. of questions, I'm sure. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. So what, you know, I like to focus on the vital few. And so tell us one single action that our listeners could take, Kevin, that would help them, let's say, break through the logjam that they themselves have created here. Yeah, so... So there are many actions that you can take either in parallel or, or sequentially. The first one that I'd recommend is, is listen to your employees. Help them identify kind of their ideal work, types of work that they want to do. We talk, we get them to focus on tasks that really would contribute to maximizing their level of motivation, motivation, motivation engagement, and productivity at work. Um, and then for my doctoral research that I had done, on motivation, engagement, and flow, which you mentioned earlier on, is I really discovered that in order to get people uh, kind of into that zone, we found that there are really three types of tasks that we do. And it's focusing on these three types of tasks that really can make a difference to the individual in the organization. The first type of task is a routine task. You know, they're high degree of predictability, high degree of immediacy, got to get it done. And uh, email is probably a great example of a routine task that we do on a regular basis. The second task of the three is called what we call troubleshooting task. And these have a low degree of predictability. You don't know when they're going to come in and a high degree of immediacy. You got, you got to get it done. Something's on fire. You have to pay attention to that. You know, any surprise encounter such as your computer's down. We had an experience just a little bit, <laughs> a little bit ago where you have you to sure. do a quick reboot. Reboot. Right. That's a good example of a troubleshooting task. And then the third type of task that we do are project tasks. And project tasks have this high degree of predictability and a low degree of immediacy that you, you have some time to work on that. These are usually bigger challenges. They're usually more strategic. You know, typical, typically they've got a ton of steps that they have to do in them. You know, and completing your taxes is a good example of a project task that you plan for it. Hopefully you do plan for it. You don't make it a troubleshooting task where you're doing it at the, at the nth hour, like many of us do. And then what we found was, is each one of us has one of 496 discrete mixtures of these three tasks. And what we, we call this the task quotient or TQ for short. For example, my ideal uh, task quotient is I like to have on a daily basis, 24% routine work, 28% troubleshooting, and the balance, which is about 48% project work. And then once you know your mixture, or I knew my mixture, it, the closer you can get to your ideal task mixture, 
Um, we've done this on over 7,000 people. Statistically, I can tell you that if you can get them closer to a task mixture, your ideal task mixture, you can raise their level of motivation, engagement. And then one thing that we learned just recently through some additional research was it raises your sense of empowerment, how much you feel like you're in control. And the great news is this is relatively free, which I think is going to lead us to the next question, Bill. It will indeed. It will indeed. So when you said relatively free, <laughs> I'm thinking that you've got a gift in mind. So what is the gift and where would they go on your website to get their hands on it? Yeah. So we, I'm going to give this audience a free assessment, right? So if you want to go and identify your ideal task mixture of how you can structure your day, if you go to HTTPS colon double, you know, forward slash forward slash Magna Leader, M-A-G-N-A Leader dot co, not com, dot co forward slash. And in all capitals, just type in GIFT, G-I-F-T. That'll take you right to the site where you can take the assessment. And in a few minutes, you can identify your ideal task. Now, one of the things I'll tell you is, is once you have that, it'll give you some ideas of, of how to how to use it. We also have a case study bill that's available that we did on a company that we helped realign the tasks, not restructure, realign the tasks. If anybody wants to just send me a note to Kevin at magnaleadership.com to my email, I'll be glad to share that case study with them as well. Oh, fantastic. So look, I, I, I told you I'd ask you seven questions. I've asked you six, spent about six minutes doing so. What was the question that you were hoping I would ask you, Kevin? And what's the answer to that unasked question? Well, I, I was hoping that you'd, you'd ask about something that's very actionable. Like, so what the heck do we do next? What do we do now? So we have all this knowledge. We have this massive knowledge from the internet. We have lots of experience, you know, people, we have a lot of smart people in organization. You know, any manager should ask themselves really the question of like, why am I not taking action that's going just beyond getting the work done? You know, I think everybody's just focused right now is let's get the work done, let's pump it out. And, and that's it. And they're really not aggressively moving towards what I would call a learning organization. And the answer would be is that we as humans don't like change. I mean, we just don't like change. That's, we're not wired that. So my suggestion that's like given to all the people that I've been coaching and people that we've been working with in the in the Leading Forward Academy is, is don't wait, start small, you know, and, and make sure you're developing a habit for yourself and for your staff that's going to, to grow yourself and to grow them is this kind of analysis paralysis seems to exist and you just don't get started. And, you know, you look at the end of the year and you, you have the woulda, coulda, shoulda, uh, and then the next year starts and the same thing repeats is is pick pick something that you want to do to make a difference. Start listening to your employees, making those small changes so people can see incremental progress, I think will be valued by them and it should be valued by yourself. Yeah, that's fantastic. I appreciate everything you've shared with us today, Kevin. And I know our, our listeners also did, and hopefully they'll take advantage of that free offer you gave them as well. Yes, I, I hope so as, as well. So in closing, let's focus on this single fact, and that is that businesses don't become extraordinary in a single moment. They get there as a result of the owners and leaders first identifying a specific growth strategy, executing mm -hmm. it with a system of management, and number three, leveraging high-performance teams. Now, you'll get that exact roadmap 
at getbillsgift.com. So take advantage of the offer. So thanks for listening, Kevin. And once again, thanks for sharing your time with us today. My pleasure. Thanks, Bill, for the opportunity.